Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. Can somebody say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Come on, can you clap your hands for the Lord? Come on, give them some praise. Give them some praise. Hallelujah. Can somebody make the devil mad? Oh, that was weak. Can somebody make the devil mad? Hallelujah. You know he gets mad when you praise him. Even though you might be going through something, you're feeling discouraged. You're feeling down. But when he gets the honor and the praise, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, he begins to strengthen in you, amen. And guess what? He shuts the mouth of the devil. Come on, so give God some praise tonight. Hallelujah. And give him a shout if you could give him a shout. Come on. Hallelujah. There we go. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. I just want to make sure I'm among the living and not the dead. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I used to be dead, but now I'm alive. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I just want to thank the Lord, amen, just for allowing me to be here. Thank the Lord for my salvation. Uh, man, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. I'm going to say it's been a journey. Maybe if you just got saved, amen, well, get ready for the journey. It's going to be a great journey if you just stick it out, amen, don't give up, amen, serve God with all your heart. Look at your number say, serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Don't serve the devil no more. Serve God. Serve God. And, and I could guarantee you that it's going to be a great journey. It's going to be great things that are going to come out of it if you would just hold on. You know, the other day I was telling a brother, if you would just hold on long enough, you're going to see the blessing. You're going to see, amen, light. You're going to see breakthrough. You're going to see healings. You're going to see signs and wonders in your life. Hallelujah. And, and God's going to use you. Look at there and say, God's going to use you. Just hold on, amen. You might say, well, I'm useless or I ain't useful. No, you're, you're useful for the kingdom of God. You have what it takes. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you got what it takes. Because if you're one of those that say that believes and say, I don't got what it takes, I don't have all that, you know, the, the education, I don't have the mindset and this and that, I'm crazy, I'm weird, well, join the club, hallelujah. Amen. If, and if you think that I'm crazy and weird, well, take it up with God, hallelujah, because he chose us, amen. He, cho- he has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. And I want to thank my pastor. I love my pastor. How many love Pastor Reuben? There you go. Hallelujah. And I just thank the Lord for my pastor for, you know, just believing in me and me and my wife. Hallelujah. We got saved at a very young age. Oh, she's been, she was been birthed in church. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on now. You know, but there was a moment she was not holier than thou, but you know, hallelujah. Now, that happened when I came, you know, <laughs> but now we're saved and set free. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. But come on, give the Lord a good clap offering as we get ready for the word. Are you ready for the word tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. And tonight, I just want to, if you want a title, it's, I entitled my message, Are You Ready to Go? Are you ready to go? Come on. Are you, look at your neighbor say, are you ready to go? Come on. I know you say, oh, I want to take it to go. I want to take my burger to go. I want to take my pizza to go. Hallelujah. No, but are you ready to go? Hallelujah. Are you ready to go? Now, you can turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 22. And I want to thank... For, Living Word, San Gabriel Valley for coming out, amen, if I could see you, come on, hallelujah, they came to support, my beautiful wife, hallelujah, amen, mercy, uh, don't look at her, she's mine, hey, leave her alone, I always say the same thing, hallelujah, uh, come on now, amen, that's my girl, amen, this year we'll be married 25 years, 
That's only the Lord. That's only the Lord. Hallelujah. If you would have knew us before, man, we were always fighting. Hallelujah. Break up to make up. And you, you know what I'm talking. Amen. You know where we're at. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 8, verse, starting with verse 22. The Bible says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. And they, sa- and they sailed across. Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water. And they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm, everybody say suddenly. Suddenly Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Everybody say calm. Calm. Look at your neighbor say calm down. down. Look at your other neighbors tell them calm down. Calmate. If you remember the novelas, there used to be a novela that the, the guy used to say, Sereno, moreno, calmado, venado. For, that's for your Spanish people. I can't translate that. Amen. And in verse 25, so then he asked, asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. They were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight, God. And Lord, we just know, Lord, your presence, your anointing is here, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful worship team, Father God, that ushered us into your presence, Father. Lord, I know that you're already breaking yokes, Lord. You're breaking down fears, barriers, Father God. Lord, I know you're calling us to go, Father. You're calling us to move, Father. You're calling us to out of that place, oh God, of just being comfortable, God, but challenging us, making us bold, Father God, putting a fire inside of every heart, every soul here tonight, Father. And tonight, Lord, we bind the enemy, we destroy every work of darkness, Father. And I pray today, God, that you will, Lord, instill your word, Lord, empower your people. Father God, bring breath to those that feel breathless, so God, discouraged, Father God, touch them here in this place tonight, God, I know that you're already moving, Lord, I sense it, God, I know you're touching hearts and minds, Lord, you're mending and you're restoring, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and tonight, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you will, that you will use me, Father God, as an instrument to preach your word, let me decrease so you may increase tonight, and Lord, we give you the honor and the glory, in Jesus' name we pray, and everybody says, amen and amen hallelujah now how, how many ever been in a boat anybody come on have you ever been in a boat you know what was my boat my worst boat ride when we went to Catalina you know how sometimes we're all daredevils and you know we were, we're afraid of nothing well I remember we went on a couple's street uh, I don't know I think a couple's event and we went to Catalina so I got on that boat they said it was like a 30 minute ride or something like that and I was, I mean, I ate a big burrito before the, you know, the the boat, and we were waiting in line, and then I got on the boat, we took off, and then I was going up and down. You know me, I could talk, I like to fellowship, I don't don't think you guys noticed that, but praise the Lord. And and I was going up and down, getting, you know, snacks, orange juice, and fellowshipping, some people are on the top deck, bottom deck, and then all of a sudden, remember I said suddenly? (laughs) Suddenly I was like, oh. What in the world happened? So I went to the restroom and I didn't throw up, thank God, but I felt like I wanted to throw up. All the motion sickness and so on, right? 
So I'm leaning against the outside of the stall right there. And here comes this guy, and he walks in, does his thing, but then he turns around, and he looks at me, and he goes, hey, what's wrong? You all right? I said, yeah, I'm just feeling a little messed up right now. He goes, really? And he finished what he was doing, and he pops out this thing, and he goes, he lit it up. This will help you. And I told him, get out of here. They're going to think I'm in here smoking something. I said, get out of here. And I said, I better get out of here because somebody's going to come in and they're going to say, oh, Octavio. <laughs> and that was the worst boat ride of my life. I, I just sat there. I closed my eyes. I, I got, we got to Catalina. I was still like all motion sickness. And I said, I ain't getting back on that boat. You guys better find a helicopter, something. I'm not going to get back on that boat. But the helicopters were too expensive at that time. You know, like, man. I said, we're going to stay in a hotel. They didn't have no hotels. And I said, oh, man, how am I going to do this? So they told me to take that drama me or whatever. I took like 50 pills. I don't know. I said, I ain't going to feel nothing. <laughs> and I just sat on the, on the right back in the back, miserable. <laughs> now, can you imagine these disciples were on this boat it started getting shaky, the storm and so on. And, and, and sometimes in life, that's the way life is sometimes. It becomes scary, fearful, even the challenges. Or when God calls you to do something, it becomes fearful. I mean, know what I'm talking about today. And sometimes, you know, it makes you feel weird. You get the motion sickness. Well, not the, you get the butterflies in your stomach, right? I still get the butterflies. I still get nervous. But before it used to try to stop me, somebody was saying right now, we're, oh, we were looking for you, Pastor. We thought that you, that, you, that, you, that you took off or something. You were going to bail out. I said, no, Pastor Ruben wouldn't let me. <laughs> and at times, I mean, you feel different things, you know, to go to places to, maybe you have a burden to go to the high schools, to go to colleges, to go certain places, to go to the prisons, to go to the juvenile halls and so on. Amen. But sometimes fear grips your hearts. Sometimes, amen, the, the motions of life, you're like, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? What are they going to do to me? Or, what, you know, am I safe? And so on. You let the logic kick in and so on. And just that's what was happening to these disciples, and they became fearful. Then they went to go wake up Jesus, and then guess what? Jesus got up. Jesus went. How I many know that when Jesus rises up, the Lord rises up? Amen. It changes things. Hallelujah. And it calmed things down. That's why I told, your, I told you to tell your neighbors, Tell your neighbor to calm down. You see, sometimes we got to learn to calm down. How many ever quote that scripture that the Bible says, be still and know that I am God? So when you're going through it, it's easy to quote it, but when you're going through it, you're having a hard time calming down. You know, this week's been a crazy week. I've been telling my wife, man, this week's been crazy. The week before going to the Philippines, it's like, okay, Lord, I let everything go smooth. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to let myself just, you know, meditate. I, I've been fasting and so on, getting ready for what God's going to do in the Philippines and so on. And, and I said, I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to get myself together, get myself prepared. And I talked to the pastor. He says, come preach Thursday. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and the Lord says, be calm. Be calm. Calmate. Psalms, Isaiah 53, verse 1 says, Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence, presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us, 
Nothing to attract us to him. How many can say that sometimes you, f- you feel like you're not the greatest person, the, the greatest tool? Anybody? Sometimes you feel like I'm not the, I'm not, I won't be the greatest preacher. I won't be the greatest speaker. I won't be the greatest teacher. I won't be the greatest leader. I can't be the greatest father. I can't be the greatest mother. I can't be the greatest man of God and so on. Amen. And sometimes we're like, I don't have the look. I don't have the, the, the skinny jean look or whatever it is or the flannel look or whatever it may be. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. I don't have this look. I don't have this appearance. I don't have this swag. I don't have this charisma. I don't have this and so on, this and that. No, you have what God, amen, is instilled inside of you. You got to understand and you got to know. Hallelujah, amen. There's times that, you know, we think it's appearances and so on, our qualifications, amen. See, when God called you, he qualifies you and he puts something inside of you. Hallelujah. But you see, it's the storms. It's the storms, amen, that's going to bring out what God has instilled inside of you, amen, when you just go through the storms, amen, yeah, you feel fear at times just like the disciples, but guess what? They went to Jesus and they woke Jesus up and saying, Jesus, there's something going on here, but see, these were disciples, even though the Lord rebuked them and told them, where is your faith? Where is your faith? They were in the process of being discipled. Let me look at your neighbor and say, you're in the process of being discipled. That's discipleship. You haven't arrived. The apostle Paul said, I haven't arrived. I haven't obtained it all. I don't have it all together. How many have it all together? Hold on. Let me get out of these lights so I can see. (laughs) Who has it all together? Nobody has it all together. God does. And that's why they went to the Lord. They knew, at least they knew to go to the Lord. At least they knew where to go. I mean, hallelujah, I've had some storms in my life. And yeah, sometimes I wanted to run to the flesh. I wanted to run to something else. But all I knew was run to God. Run to the things of the Lord. Run to the house of God. Run to the man of God. Run to him into your prayer closet. Run to the word, hallelujah, or proclaim the word. Ever say the word. word. Say word. There you go. See, our destination is sure. Our orders are established. But what we have to go through to reach our destination is not known. We don't know what we're going to go through at times. We don't know what we're going to face. Wouldn't it be great if we had it all lined out? Everything like, okay, I know this is coming, so I'm going to keep trucha, right? Oh, I said trucha, I'm sorry. You're going to be aware. Oh, I'm going to be aware. I'm going to be vigilant. I'm going to be vigilant, you know. I'm going to be on the lookout, right, on the lookout because I know... Right here it says that the devil is going to come and he's going to try to trip me. But I'm going to go around him. I'm going to trip him. Wouldn't that be great? If everything would be laid out that way and we could, you know, counterattack. And we can counterattack the enemy. And that is through the word. Ever see the word? The word, amen. Hallelujah. See, a lot of times we don't know where we're going. Don't give up. Hallelujah. We're going over to the other side. This is what Jesus told them. Get on the boat. We're going on the other side. Pastor says, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to the next level. Oh, okay, well, let Pastor Jason get in front. Let Raul get in the front. Let get Philip the radical get in the front. I'll just watch. And, and maybe if it looks good, I'll jump in. But God says, get on the, in the boat. We're going to the other side. 
We're going to another place. We're going to another arena. We're going to another blessing. We're going to another opportunity. We're going to a revival. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's why I asked the question, are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? I don't know about you. There was many times I was scared, but they said, are you ready to go? I'll, I'll go. One time when, we were in the, when I was in the world, they said, hey, we're going to go do this robbery. And I said, I was scared in the inside, but I said, let's go. I was a little toothpick, and I told Pastor Ruben this. I said, man, and they gave me a big gun, a 45. It's probably heavier than me. I'm surprised my belt didn't rip because I, I had a little small belt. I was a little skinny guy. But I said, let's go. Not worried about the consequences or the things that I could have got myself into. But when I gave my life to the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm in. Yes, was there fearful times. I remember in the West Coast when they were doing the, the, the harvest. Remember, Pastor, in the West Coast, they do all the scenes. And I said, hey, let's go. Let's go help. Let's go build and let's go make these scenes of, of life and so on. Suicide, the fortune teller and so on, uh, the, the overdose and, and so on, all these scenes. And I said, yeah, I'll help set up. I could put up some tape and, you know, I could line some things up. And then one hour before... Before the event, they tell me, hey, we need a Jesus. Oh, okay, did you guys find one? <laughs> no, we want you to do it. Me? I'm the most quiet guy, timid guy at that time, okay? <laughs> and I said, not me. Are you kidding me? I said, we ain't got nobody. I ain't got, no, we got nobody. I said, well, there's Richard. Tell Richard over there. No, nah, no, nah, he's doing something else. And I said, not me, I, I, can't, I can't speak, I can't spoke, I can't talk, I can't, I barely can speak English. <laughs> no, me, please, no. <laughs> and I said, and he's like, no, I need you to. And I said, okay, I'll do it. But write down what you want me to say. Write it down on a cardboard and put it up there on that little thing right there. And I said, let's do it. Man... It's like my little dog when we leave him too late outside in the cold. He's over there and he's barking, rah, 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 let me in, rah, 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 let me in. That's how I felt. And sure enough, we started and I went over and I was reading it and reading it and reading it. And, reading. and all right, they put it on the top and, and finally it's, it was my turn. Here comes the people. Thus says the Lord. And good thing I kept looking up to the heavens, right? I mean, look, look at the just shall live by faith. And I, mean, I still remember the first lines, but I don't remember the rest. But, you know, I, we, I just did it. I just did it. And then there goes my brother-in-law. He was the, the demons that they were asking for forgiveness. And they were chained up. And, Lord, forgive me. Give me another chance. And, you know, he didn't know his script either. So he wrote it on his hands. He's like, Lord, forgive me. Lord, give me another chance. And, but we did it. We wanted to do something for the Lord. When we were in the world, we did anything to whatever it cost, whatever the weather was, whatever the situation was, whatever we were feeling, no matter what was happening, either we were limpy or we just got in a fight with a black guy, there we are thinking we're GQ over there, like, hey, watch out. But we did it. We went. I know nobody here just in San Gabriel Valley. Praise the Lord. <laughs> You see, when you go to the Lord, when you go to Jesus, see, the Lord promises that he will bring, bring his divine presence. He will show up. He will show up. I don't know why when I say that, it's just like it, it, 
I don't know about you, but how many have been through some things? You see, God will show up. God will show up and he will show off. He will show out. Amen. He will amaze you. Hallelujah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Amen. I don't know about you. You know, I, those are not clap offerings where, you know, what well, you're ready to go. You're ready to go to the other side. You're ready to get out of your emotional, you know, place where you're in and you're stuck. Amen. You're bitter. You're broken. You're, you have unforgiveness. See, when you clap your hands, amen, you're really declaring, devil, I know that I'm feeling broken right now. I know that I'm feeling discouraged right now. I'm feeling a little depressed right now. But you know what? What I'm going to the other side, regardless of what I'm feeling. It's just a feeling, it's just a moment, but I'm getting through this. And I'm acknowledging you, and your presence is going to come in. Amen. Hallelujah. Like the Lord told us, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Hallelujah. He'll go even to the ends of the world, wherever you're at, He's going to be there with you. Hallelujah. When you're here in, in, in California, guess what? And when we're in the Philippines, amen, He's going to be with you. He's going to be with us. Hallelujah. Because the Lord goes wherever we go. Eagerness. Everybody say eagerness. eagerness. Willingness. Willingness. Everybody say zeal. zeal. Enthusiasm. Sometimes we have all those qualities when it's a football game, it's a UFC game. Oh, did I say a curse word? I'm sorry. For the things of God. To do something for the Lord. How many want to do something for the Lord? But it takes eagerness. Pastor will tell me some things and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'll tell him, yeah, 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 yeah. But the inside, I'm like... Are you willing? Yeah, pastor. The answer, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm being real. I'm being real. You got the zeal? Yeah, I got the fire, pastor. Then the answer, I'm like, <laughs> Are you excited? Yeah, pastor, let's go. And then in the, See, these men, these disciples started with Jesus. Jesus is the word. Come on, somebody. They started with Jesus in the boats. Their fellowship was sweet. They were having a good time. That's just like me when I was having a good time eating and enjoying the boat and having a good time. It was sweet. It was awesome. Come on, somebody. As they sailed, amen. Come on, somebody. It was calm. It was peaceful. Come on. It was good. Say, it's good. It's always good when it's good, right? Well, what about when it's bad? It's bad. But we should see it as good. Come on. See, the word with Jesus, he fell asleep. See, we know that Jesus is the word, amen. The living word. Everybody say the living word. But it is impossible for the word to become unimportant to us. We all face the danger of treating the, the word lightly. And if we are not careful that that living word, that vital living word can become, become dormant in our lives. Notice when the Lord was asleep and the, Lord, and the word came down. I remember the, the prodigal son. He spent all that he had. Then the famine came upon him. He spent everything. He let it all go. Come on, somebody. But see, at times, amen, these are lessons that we learn. There's times that God gives us so much. And yeah, we ruin things. We mess up things. Anybody? 
But God always draws us back. He gives us an opportunity. He opens doors. Yeah, we get rebuked sometimes. Pastor will, will rebuke us and correct us. You see what happened? You know, okay, come back. We'll get back in line. Get back on course. Uh, stay ready. Get ready. Do what you got to be. Do, amen. Be all you can be in the army of the Lord. Get, clean your mocos. Comb your hair. Brush up. Put some cologne on. And deodorant and do your makeup. Whatever you got to do. Fix yourself up. Because you are going to face another storm. Just don't do, do the same thing. You see, Satan is always watching for us to become slothful and careless concerning the word of God. The word should mean everything to you. Say the word. You know, people come at me I mean, because every, some way, somehow, they all, they'll find out that I'm a believer or I'm a pastor. Like I always say, and I've said it before, I'm not a, walking around like, oh, I'm a pastor. You know. See my badge right here? I'm bronze right now. One day I'll get to silver and then I'll get to gold. <laughs> I don't. But people know by my walk and, you know, and then I'll, they'll ask me or I'll, I'll be able to pray for them or minister to them. But I went to this one job site and there was a, a, a guy from the gas company, a supervisor. And I don't know, he, he just threw me in the lion's den. I didn't say nothing about God and I don't know where the conversation came. And he's like, see this guy right here? Actually, he was... Really telling them, don't cuss because that's a Christian. That's a man of God. And I was like, man, he's over there defending me and I didn't even know. He was respecting, amen, that I was a man of God. And then he started bringing out some crazy things and so on and blah, blah, blah. And this and that and the Catholic church. And you know that little room, you know, where they go with the priests and this and that. And I'm like, no, but you sure know about it. Tell me about it. And he just turned away. He didn't know what to say. But you see, a lot of times they want to come and fight you and attack you, you know. And then I tell them, you sure know so much about it, amen. You know, but I said, you know, God, God is calling every single one of us, you know, all of this and the church and this and that. He was going wild. And I'm like, where did this come from? But you see the word. You see the word. You got it. You got You can't treat it lightly. You can't, amen, see it as it's powerless or let anybody disrespect it. It is God's word. God's word, and you got to speak the word to these people, to these men, to, the, to these devils. Come on, somebody, amen. See, Satan knows the only thing that can defeat him is the word of God. It is written. Come on, somebody. See, this is the, the victory that overcomes the world, even our fate. But there is no faith without the word of God. The word of God, you got to work it. Come on, say work it. Work it. Hebrews 4, 12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It didn't say the word of God is weak and powerless. It is the word of God is alive. Come on, somebody. How many need, need to see some things alive in your life? How many want to see your children alive, amen, for the honor and glory of God? Come on, somebody. See, God wants to make things alive. Hallelujah. When you feel powerless or you think you're power, or not powerful, God's going to make you powerful. But if you speak the word, if you allow the word to come alive, and it, says, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, it divides the nonsense, the ugly, the, 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 the filth inside of us, the lustful things, the crazy thinking, the stinking thinking, hello, the flesh the lust of this world he cuts it off see the more you're in the word the less you should be like the world you should the less you should talk like the world that we were listening on the way over here that if the spirit if the word is inside of you and if it's changed your heart it should have changed your mouth Woo, man i didn't even know i was praise the lord thank god for that preacher on the radio over here 
It says, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You know that we have so many things inside of us that we don't even know about? You know, the other day I, went, I, I had the opportunity to go to my uncle's uh, viewing, and they did it old school Mexican. They did it in the driveway, and they put a canopy over, and they, they had his viewing right there in the house. I thought I was back in Mexico. I was saying, man, I didn't want to go see his body. I didn't want to just go. I didn't want to go. But at the end, as people were leaving, this was late at night already, like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and, and, I, and I went. And, but I, the, the end of the coffin was right here, and I was just watching them from right there. I don't know why I was doing that, but I was standing right there. And, and the Lord told me, he says, what are you doing? He says, why don't you approach him? And the Lord told me, he says, you have some unforgiveness inside of you. And I said, really? And so I went all the way and I said, you know what? You're right, Lord. If, if I do and, and I confess and I, I'm, forgive me. And I went and I placed my hand on my uncle and I said, Theo, forgive me and thank you for everything. And Lord, forgive me for if there's anything in my heart that I've, hint, that I've allowed to stay in my, and harbor in my heart. You know that my uncle, he, he did good to me and then he did bad to me. And there's things in our lives sometimes we think we let go, but there's still little things that are inside that God wants to rip out and tear out inside of us, from inside of us. This man took me to the Golden Gate Bridge. Me and my primo, he was like a little brother. We ran from one side to the other side. We went to the other side. We went over. Just like I said, are you ready to go over? You're getting ready to go the other side. Hallelujah. He took me to, you know, he signed me up to Little League. I never had that, but he gave me those opportunities. But also he planted some seeds inside of me that were bad. That I'll be a loser, that I'll be this, that I'll be a drunk, I'll be like my father, and so on, and so on. But I learned to forgive him. But I guess there was a, still a little stain inside of my heart. And I had to ask, say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Then they asked me to do his, his, his graveside service. I didn't want to do it. Something inside of me didn't want to do it. And you know the Lord rebuked me like he did to the disciples? He smacked me. My hair came up like a rooster. <laughs> and he said, you've been praying for your family. You've been praying for me to use you for your family. This is going to be your opportunity to have your whole family. And you're going to be in the center of all your family. Because it was hundreds. And you're going to be a minister of the word in front of them. And I said, my God, I'm sorry, Lord. You see, how many are ready to go? How many are ready to go? How many are ready to go? But how many are ready to let some things go? You see, a lot of times we hold on to things. And we don't realize. You hear messages after messages. Remember, the word is powerful. We hear pastor preaching. We hear ministers preaching. And we know that God is speaking to us. But not yet. I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to cross that. It's still sensitive. And yes, I understand. I respect that the things are sensitive. But it's been holding you for years. And God says, you need to lay them down. You need to let them go. Come on, somebody. And you know that the, when he first passed away, I didn't want to answer the phone because I had a feeling that if something had happened. And my wife says, let's go. I said, no, we have a meeting. We're going to go to our meeting first. He said, we could cancel. I said, no, we're going to go to our meeting 
And then later, I still fought it. And then after the meeting, it was 8 o'clock. I called her. You guys still there? Yeah, we're going to be here till midnight. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> they set up a little room to, for all the family to come. Man, what a blessing. God opened the door for them to have the viewing for all the family to come and pay their respects. And I told my wife, I'm not going to go to the basement. I'm not going to go. I'm just going to say hi to the family, pay my respects, love them, hug them, and I'm out. <laughs> God sets you up all the time. Right when I'm walking into the room, to the waiting room, here comes the cousins coming from the basement. Oh, primo, come on. We're going to go downstairs. And I said, no, no, I'm all right. No, no, my mom's over there. The cousin's over there. Like, so they took me downstairs. And I say hi to the cousins, my tia, and so on. And you know what my tia tells me? He says, mijo, we were just waiting for you so you could do the prayer, so you could do the blessing. And I said, my God. See, sometimes because of ourselves, we want to miss opportunities. They didn't tell me, we're waiting for you to pray. We're, not, we're waiting for you so you could do this. You see, we have to be obedient where God is opening those doors. Because, see, we are a chosen generation. We, we're God's instrument. We carry the word of God. We carry the anointing of God. Hallelujah. But are you ready to go? Are you ready to go to your family? Are you ready to go to your boss that you, God has been tugging at your heart to tell him about the Lord? Every morning, I go hug my boss. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's Valentin. You know, I'd be hugging my boss. I'd be telling him about Jesus. I'm not ashamed. The way God loved me, I want to love people. Because that's what's going to change this world. That's what's going to get people to get to the other side. Come on, somebody. It's going to get people to get to the other side. Are you hearing me today? See, it's one thing to admire the word of God. Appreciate the word, word of God. And even mentally accept it to its power. But it's another thing, another thing, another thing, <laughs> another thing. <laughs> you guys ain't right, man. <laughs> but it's another thing entirely when the word of God is the only thing that stands between you and destruction. The word, it is the word. If, it's, if you don't have the word, you're headed for destruction. Because the word of God is what's going to keep you. When the devil comes and accuses you and tries to beat you up mentally, physically, spiritually, you have the word of God. From, the, from, keep, from keeping the devil from destroying your life, your marriage, your children. Are you hearing me today? See, the word of God is what stands, amen, hallelujah, and it empowers you. Just like when the devil came to tempt Jesus... The word, the word is what kept them, hallelujah, from falling into the temptations and the, and the schemes of the devil. You see, the word is what's going to keep you right. The word of God is going to keep your marriage right. It's going to keep your relationship with God right. It's going to keep you, amen, on the right path. It's going to keep you on course. It's going to keep you ready. When you face everything, every trial in life, it's going to keep you standing. And people are going to be blown away. Look at him. He's still standing. Look at her. She's still standing. Look at them. Hallelujah. They should have fell away before they would just go back to the world do their crazy things but look at them something is happening in their lives but i believe it's the word of god if something's happening to them i want what they got right after that my my one of my primas went to the woman's a blossom woman i said come on somebody that's one another one hallelujah hey if it's one one could cause the hundreds to come it just takes one. And she's one of the leaders from the family. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah 53, one says, 
Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? In every situation, there's two reports, the man's report and God's report. Whose will you believe? See, these men, these disciples on the boat, they were, they were filled with water. They were in jeopardy. These were believers, men of God that walked with Jesus. They were in fear. They felt their life was in jeopardy. How many ever felt like your life was in jeopardy, even serving the Lord? Come on, you feel like you're in jeopardy right now. You feel like walking away. You feel like calling it quits. You feel like saying, man, that's it. I don't want to serve God. Well, hallelujah, I felt like that many times. It's a feeling. Yes, it's real. Suicide is real. Depression is real. Sadness is real. Fear of being fearful is real. Can I get an amen? Am I with the real people here? It's things that we really face in life, and sometimes people don't talk about it. People don't express, they don't go to the altar saying, God, I'm feeling like hurting myself. I feel like giving up. I feel like letting it all go. I feel like giving up on my family. I feel like giving up on God. But you see, the Lord gives us what we need to get to the other side. Are you hearing me today? See, it's sad at times that the word of God doesn't become important to us until it's a matter of life or death. Or your faith with losing your or your face with losing your home or your marriage is in the rocks. Come on, somebody, it's all rocky. There was many times my marriage was in rocky. Come on, somebody. But I didn't stand on the rock of the of the enemy, that rocky place. I stood on Jesus. Was it easy? Did it feel good? Did I feel like a champion? No. You don't always feel like a champion. You don't always feel like a warrior. But it's not what you feel, it's what you believe in. Nineteen ninety-eight. I remember that I believed the word, and I never looked back. Did it look scary at times? Yes. Did it seem like, man, I wasn't gonna make it? Yes. Did I feel like messing up my life? Yes. Just like many of you, sometimes it feels rocky. It feels this. It feels that. Marriage, children, finances, jobs. Everything that you're facing, you're tripping, you're tripping. Come on, I know nobody trips here only in St. Gabriel Valley. I know, I know. But storms come to everybody. And we say this, I know, I know, I know. You know how many people I've heard, I know and I know. Well, if you know, how come there's no change in your life? Amen. Come on. Why, if, there, if you knew, if you knew the word of God, hallelujah, you, you would be transformed, renewed, on fire, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Not being allowed, amen, to be taken away through the winds and through the storms. Hallelujah. You're standing on the Lord, amen, like that palm tree, right? Right? They say the palm tree, when the winds come, you're just bending like ee ee or when somebody's praying for you and they're trying to knock you down ee hallelujah you know what I'm talking about hey cut it out you're gonna hurt my back <laughs> but like that palm tree you're just holding on man you're holding on you holding on and you felt some things blow blow away, some, some limbs and some trees and some branches. But it's okay. It's just stuff God, God getting rid of some things in your life. God's uh, making the light low, the, 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 the low lighter for you. He's helping you. But just hold on. Hold on. But we're all going to face storms. See, everything depends on your attitude 
towards the Word of God. Luke 8, 19 says, Then Jesus' mother, then Jesus, mother and brothers came to see him, but they couldn't, they couldn't get to him because of the crowd. Someone told Jesus, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they want to see you. Jesus replied, My mother and my brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. Does that mean that he didn't love his brother and sister, or brother and mother? No. But his priority was the kingdom of God. As the Bible says, seek ye the kingdom of God first, and all his righteousness and all things will be added to you. Number one, as we stand this, this evening, you know that when I gave my life to the Lord, do they still have two-way on the, on, the, on the landline? I had my father and my mother on the landline in two-way, and they were bickering me, criticizing me, contradicting me because I gave my life to the Lord. I hung up on them. I said, I love you guys, but God is doing something in my life. This is something better than I've ever had. The word, the spirit, the love of God, and I'm going to let them do a work inside of me. Did I forget about them? Did I abandon them? No. No. But guess what? I focused. I stood on the word of God. Are you hearing me today? See, we got to learn, even it is the word of God. We have to learn his word. The word work, the word works. Let me say it, say it again. The word works. The word works. The word works. Come on, somebody. Everybody say amen. How many said amen? amen. Good. Now you have to work it. I didn't get no amens on that one. You have to work it. You can know all the word, but if you don't put it to work, then it's, you're just keeping, keeping it on the shelf. You want to cut your yard, but you sit there on the, on the lawn chair, and you're looking at the lawnmower, that yard's never going to get cut. You have to work it. Turn it on. And, vale. Even though the jungle back there, dale. It's going to take you three times around and cut it. But you have to work it. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to work it. See, the disciples have seen Jesus heal, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. But he was teaching them. But you see, how many don't want to go to the other side? Let us go over to the other side. We're going over. Come on, somebody. The Lord told them, where is your faith? And I'm asking you today, where is your faith? Is it in the right weather? In the boats? Is it in your abilities? Or is it in other people? People that believe the word are peculiar to the world. While the world is crying about going under, they are praising about going under, over, amen. They're, they're believing that they're going over. See, the word of God, amen. See, God has called us and put his word inside of us. We're peculiar. We're set apart. And God is taking us to the other side and putting us over him. And now it's time for us to get people to the other side. Because how many know people need Jesus? People need Jesus. But the, the Lord said, where is your faith? You have the ability. You see, while you're going to the other side and you're going through your storm, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you should be praising him. You should be thanking them. You should be just telling them, Lord, prepare me for what's to come.
Lord, the trees are falling all around me. Things are falling all around me, Lord, but you're not. You will not cause me to fall or stumble, Lord. You prepare my steps. See, our destination is determined, but we must be determined to reach our desti destination. Are you ready? Are you ready to go to the other side? You know, Pastor Ruben asked me, 2010, he says, Octavio, will you go to the other side of the world to preach the gospel? My insight said no. But the spiritual man said, yes, Pastor. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And it wasn't just words. I, I really believed it. Even though I was fearful, I was doubtful, I still didn't believe in myself, but I believed the word. That the word will accomplish, it will do what it will do, amen, in a vessel that is willing and is opened and accepts the word for what it is. That God does not lie. He doesn't, he, he speaks truth and he brings life. Now we pass on the baton my, and it's a, it's a blessing to be able to see my son go to the other side of the world with me to preach the gospel. Why? Because I decided to go to the other side. I decided to plug in. I decided to go. I decided to obey the word. I decided to stand on the word. Even when the storms, when it, got, when it was fearful, when it was ugly. See, God will put you in a place where you've never imagined. If I was just preaching to somebody by myself, I would probably be crying because, man, where God puts you, he puts me in front of, in the middle of family. He puts me in places. He puts me in, in things. Amen. Why me, Lord? I even said, why me? Why are you having me do this service? They have their Catholic priest that they go to every Sunday. And God says, because you, they picked you. Because you have the spirit of God. You have the word of God. And they need to hear the word. With every head bowed tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray tonight, God. I pray that you break every yoke, every limitation right now, Lord. If you can speak in your heavenly language, speak in your heavenly language right now. I think it's, I believe it's a moment to break out right now. Get to the other side, amen, hallelujah. Get into the holy of holies, the Lord says. You've been limiting my spirit. You've been hindering my spirit. You've been frustrating my spirit. And the Lord says, now is time, son. Now is time, daughter. It's time to go to the other side. Now is time to break out, break out of your fears. Break out of your confusion. Break out of your doubts. Break out of your unforgiveness. The Lord says tonight, You see, the Spirit of God is moving in this place. The Spirit is heavy right now. And I know you're listening here today. And I pray, not just listen to, don't listen to my voice, listen to the voice of God. The Lord's saying, calm down, son. Calm down, daughter. I'm going to work it out for you. Just like I did it for Pastor Reuben. I did it for Pastor Octavia and many mother men and women. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to take you to the other side like I promised. But you have to face these storms. These storms are going to, what's going to build your character and make you into that woman of God, into that man of God. Not only a man or a woman, but a powerful man and woman of God. And if you're here today, you're saying, Pastor, I, I, need, I, need, I need Jesus in my life. Hey, no moving around tonight. I want to give you the opportunity. Maybe you're here tonight and say, I need Jesus in my life. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to give you the opportunity. I want to leave this place without knowing Jesus. Amen. Anybody here, you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. Are we all saved? I can't really see. Amen. 
But if you're here today and say, man, I, I just, I want to see a change in my life, amen. I want God, amen, to move in my life. I want to, I want to, I want to take it to another level. I want God, amen, to remove some things that are inside.